Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. The mid, oh god, when the fuck will the Olympics end episode. Um, my name is... <laughs> my name is Dan and I didn't even get to finish the introduction before poor Sarah had a heart attack at my sarcasm. I can't believe, I think we're like, I think it must be something to do with the fact that you don't get to see it live, but I'm just in this state of, I'm in this state of total Olympic bliss. I'm probably not going to make much sense tonight because I'm just sitting here going, the Olympics. (laughs) You can see Sally Pearson's face. She didn't know she'd won. Oh my God, Anna Mears on the podium. They gave two bronze medals out at the same time in the cycling. Oh man, how can you not love the Olympics? You're just... You're just a you're just a you're just a failed Australian man. Ouch! Oh, I was going to plead that maybe I was just playing it, playing it up for the cameras, but um, <laughs> but if we're going to attack my national heritage, then you know. I, I, I wonder if it's got something to do with the fact that New Zealand are beating you in the medals table. Oh, actually, funny story about that. Um, so the Australian Institute of Sport, the AIS, which everyone involved with uh, being a fan of cycling will know uh, for their involvement with uh, Australian development of cycling, was... Um, um, AIS, the team. Exactly. Um, was founded in... I th- I think it was 1970. Oh, I think it was after the 1976 Olympics, which was the last time that New Zealand beat us in the medal tally. And, <laughs> and, and, and everyone came back to Australia and went, fuck it, guys, we've got to do something about this. I mean, for, for, for fuck's sake, it's fucking New Zealand. This is embarrassing. And so they decided the only way to, to you know, win was to develop a, an institute to vote it to training and, and enhancing the performance of our athletes. And uh, and so the AIS was born. And for, you know, nigh on 30, 40 years, that's worked quite well for us until this year. Um, <laughs> now, the interesting thing is that somewhere along the way, New Zealand went, fuck, that's a good idea, and opened their own institute of sports. So um, obviously the, the competing wars have, have kicked off. I was reading in the news yesterday, actually, um, that the head of the Australian Olympic Committee has already come out and said, apparently they're currently sitting on a cash reserve of $100 million. A shit you not. $100 million <laughs> just lying around. And they're going, that's not going to be enough. We need more money. We actually, Australians need to be willing to pay more tax to fund our sports so that we can do better at the Olympics. Right. What I don't understand, though, is if they've got $100 million sitting around... Why is it sitting around and they didn't spend it on sports? I'm sure they have their reasons. I, they cover a lot of sports. Um, they have a, a strong emphasis on uh, Olympic sports. And, you know, they've done a lot for cycling. So I'm certainly not going to, you know, beat on them as if they were the UCI. But <laughs> I, do think, I do think there are serious questions to be asked about fiscal uh, spending habits and and so on because clearly clearly something's gone horribly hilariously who <laughs> who really gives a fuck you know what's wrong with a silver medal it, I mean technically in the mind of the public the Olympics is the pinnacle of the sport now we all know that in any given sport that may or may not be the case many sports have an annual world championship which is probably slightly more meaningful to those deeply involved in the sport but in the mind of the public the Olympics is the is the thing. Either way, 
for however long you care to measure it, winning an Olympic medal places you in the top three in the world in your chosen sport. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't want to be in the top three of fucking anything <laughs> in the world? There are over 7 billion people. You get to literally turn around and uh, give the one-fingered salute, or two if you want to use both hands, to 6,999,999,997 plus other people. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've got, we've got a few gold medals now, that's great. And, you know, congratulations to everybody. But I'm, I'm not ashamed of silver. Come on. You know, we're doing fine. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, well, I mean... So um, I guess I have been paying attention to the Olympics. But anyway. <laughs> oh, I just, I've just been in this Olympic heaven. I, oh, I went to the time trial. It was so nice. It was so... Oh, you know, we got... So we, the time trial's at Hampton Court. Yeah, famous palace, home of Henry VIII, blah, blah. On the river, very posh, Yeah. And we rocked up to Hampton Court train station and the games, the race didn't start to 12.30. But they said, you know, the gates open at 10.30. So we thought we'll get there a bit early so we can try and scope out a place on the barriers. And it was three deep all along the road at like about not about 10 o'clock. It's amazing. What, just, what happened? Just, was there rumours that the sun was going to come out there or that um, the, the... You know what, I did get sunburn, um, but then that's that's pretty much me. Um, I was wearing a pink dress and by the end of the day, my um, my, my my face matched my bright pink dress. So oh, wow, it was, so it yeah. ended up looking like a bodysuit. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, bodysuit with like little arms and, and, uh, and legs. But yeah, it was... Um... <laughs> I... I, I, I oh. It was fantastic, though. I mean, and um, yeah, I'm 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 pretty much the world's great. I'm really a massive Republican. But when we were standing at the barriers, where we could see them in the start gate, very exciting. You know, let's shout for every single rider. Very very exciting. Mm. And opposite, there's like this Dutch family kind of rock up with three beautiful little girls, and they all get very excited about Ellen Van Dyke and Marianne Voss. And it's the Dutch royal family. Oh, that's <laughs> that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I, I should add for our American listeners, when Sarah says she's a Republican, it's different to, to what you think she means. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not that kind of Republican, a European kind of Republican. <laughs> she means that she doesn't want the Queen to be the head of state anymore. That's all she means. Yeah, oh, yes. I think, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I told you, listen, I've lost, I've lost my mind. I kind of... I, I don't think I actually got off the sofa for the whole of the weekend, just sitting there going, oh my God, there's some more sports on. I've never seen this sport. It's brilliant. <laughs> uh, it, it's actually, it is one of the fun things about the Olympics is that you suddenly develop like a, a deep interest in the weirdest things, like badminton suddenly matters to your life or, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Actually, that's a bad example because apparently they all cheated by not winning, which doesn't yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> but the thing, but but it does it does tenuously link to our podcast because um, because, because we cheat uh, because suddenly Lizzie Armistead is massively super famous and when she when she started on the start round people just went wild and then when Emma Pooley started 
Um, it was just it was just phenomenal. There's so much noise, and and I was standing next to people between people who had no clue about women's cycling. They just wanted to get their place at the front for Bradley Wiggins, and you're telling them the stories. You know, you're saying, oh yeah, you know that's Clara Hughes. She's got six Olympic medals. She's fantastic. Oh my goodness, really? That's really interesting. And and, and they weren't lying either. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say this while they were backing away slowly with their hands held up slightly inoffensively, well, you but ready. Have- you don't back. You you didn't back away if you had a valuable place oh, at, right, the, right. At, the, at the at the barrier. But yeah, um, so um, Kristen Armstrong won and had her adorable little son on the podium, which was very cute. Yes. Um, it was really unfortunate did... for her ugly son who got left behind. But <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. That's that was unfair. That was mean. No, that's that, that's you, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that settles the score. <laughs> You, you, you can't set them up for me like that and expect me not to play them. It's just, it's just the way I am. But yeah. So uh, what else? Yeah. So um, Chris and Armstrong first. You'd aunt second, and I was with one of you'd aunt's biggest fans, and it was like we're watching her, and she started off relative you know relatively but you know came sixth at the first checkpoint and she got kind of faster and faster but couldn't actually win so oh you know beck i I don't think beck listens to this but you know poor beck i was really feeling her pain and she was really feeling her pain and olga zablinskaya two bronzes Mm. my god she got in the road race and then a bronze in the um itt so you know yeah um, and she's another mother actually it's like there's you aunt kind of on the podium between these two mums which is you know which is quite nice you know quite nice it kind of says that well yeah but it, know, it's kind of weird to me because i would have expected that um that working mums would have wanted more time away from the kids not less so. <laughs> yeah i don't need to see my kid on the podium <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it was it was lovely. It was a you know, and the crowds were super super happy. Again, mad crowds. Britain. We I don't know if it's the fact that it was free or you know, it was just lovely. And it was really weird being in London for the Olympics as well. Actually, I grew up in London. It's like a city. You know, obviously I know it really well. Well, you know, it's my hometown. And on the tube. Everyone was trying to be nice to people. People were, you know, were kind of like practically fighting with each other to answer tourist questions. <laughs> and, you know, and you found yourself like you'd see someone standing around looking at a map and you'd pop, pop up next to and go, hi, can I help you? Um, <laughs> like, no, no, I'm fine. In a slightly scared way. <laughs> and, and then hold out their wallet. And <laughs> Please just don't hurt the children. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really, I really hope you have a lovely time in London. I hope it really treats you well. Have a great time in the city. You're like, oh my god, they think I'm insane. So yeah, so I think everyone who's come to London for the Olympics, I did actually accost a couple of a couple of Canadians. Going, you're Canadian. Is is Clara Hughes really famous? <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> You know, when you're cringing at yourself. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's me at every party I've ever been to that they let girls go to. <laughs> or rather, that's you at every party that, that girls go to that you're allowed in as well. Well, yeah, okay. I said it the nice way. You said it the truthful way. That's that's fine. <laughs> Oh, bless him. Uh, <laughs> so patronising, isn't it? Uh, I can feel you patting me on the head right now. <laughs> it's so true. Um, 
poor little Dan. I'm probably I'm probably um pinching your I'm pre- pretty much pinching your cheek in, in that kind of grab. <laughs> oh, bless him. <laughs> Anyway, the other thing I did was I went to a press conference um, organised by uh, for, for Right to Play, yep. and had a press conference to a Q and A session with the Specialised Lululemon riders. Nice. So I was I, I and it was it was real, and they showed a video. They had a video link between this 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 Right to Play project in Rwanda uh-huh. and athletes who support Right to Play, and so it was. Uh, Clara Hughes, Evie Stevens, Trixie Warwick, uh, Katie Colclough, Lauren Roney, Amelia Farleen, uh, Chloe Hosking, and I can't remember, I've just missed one off. Oh, Amber Neben, how can I forget Amber Neben? She's so nice in real life. I mean, they all are. They were just really, so they had this, this video conference, and the video link was very stuttery, yeah? So it was this weird mix between waiting for the video link to kick in and just being really, really touched. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw I saw Evie Stevens do the worm. <laughs> That's fantastic. Please tell she, me that you got footage with uh, your your mobile phone recorded. No, you know what I you know this is really embarrassing, right? You know I'm a photography student, yeah. Yes. So I rock up and I'm sitting with Ben Atkins from Bello Nation and I'm chatting with Ben and I get out my camera and then I realise I haven't charged the battery. <laughs> Well, that's slightly better than if you told me. And then I realised I had no film. <laughs> <laughs> that also has happened to me before. You know, oh, yes. but um, I yeah. once, Don't feel too bad about that. I once ran out of batteries while interviewing the Prime Minister of New Zealand. So that was awesome. That's impressive. Okay, you win. Mm, mm. <laughs> L- at least it was only New Zealand. <laughs> Do they have a Prime Minister? Well, they, they did at the time. Who knows what they're doing now? Oh, it's um. Yeah, I'm so sorry. It's... I'm sorry, New Zealand. We do love you in Australia. It's true. It, actually, this is my second little quirky story about Australia and New Zealand, right, Sarah? Okay. Um, <laughs> when it comes down to it, if Australia loses in in a knockout sort of event, and, and next up, or actually, it doesn't even matter if we've lost. If there's a heads up between New Zealand and England, we'll yeah. we'll, we'll support New Zealand all the way because you know, fuck it, New Zealand is like our little brother. You know, we put them in a headlock, mess up their hair, but we love them. We love them. We do. <laughs> We do. And no one else gets to pick on them. They're ours. We, we picked them first. So, you know, okay. fuck the rest of the world. They're ours to pick on. Leave them alone. <laughs> but if you see Australia versus England, fuck me if all of New Zealand isn't like, go England! Yeah, fuck those Aussies. <laughs> They're bastards. They're always putting us in headlocks and messing up our hair. It's terrible. This is, like, this is exactly like Scotland because, you know, the Eng- English people just don't say it's a rugby or something. Mm. You'll never find an English person cheering against Scotland and actually will generally, you know, support the Scots because it's funny. Um, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, but they, they get really, 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 really. I mean, the lyrics to Oh Flower of Scotland are practically, we hate the English, we hate the English, we hate the English, we hate the English. It's, it's you know, it, that's just the way it goes. I think there's something about being massively inferior, I think. <laughs> I, I, <clears throat> well, I actually thought it was just because it was easy to sit, to remember the lyrics when you'd been drinking, but... <laughs> That's very true. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. Where were we? We were we were in a press conference Indeed. with like superstars of cycling talking to kids in Rwanda about sport and and having and lost our batteries for taking photos and so on and so oh, forth. Yeah, the shame, the absolute shame. So I was using Ben Atkins's uh, camera, and poor Ben. I mean, you know, I, I don't know, poor Ben. It's like 
grab your camera and take pictures, but I haven't actually looked at them yet because since I came back, all I've been doing is watching the Olympics. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a or something. It's it's going to be really hard to kind of break out of it. But then, but then I was, you know, but then my 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 sister who follows cycling in as much as she knows I like it and will occasionally ask me a question to try and make me feel better. Yeah, my little sister's like talking about, oh my god, wasn't it great in the in the elimination race? And you're like, what what? <laughs> <laughs> How do you know about the elimination race? <laughs> wow. You know, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's like, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's a very nice thing and track. Oh my God, Dan, I still, I can't believe you haven't watched the track. I'm just, you hey, know. This week it's not for lack of trying. Okay. <laughs> I was at the gym last night and they had highlights on the TV in front of the, the, uh, you know, cross-country ski machine that I was on. So I watched the highlights, see? So it's like I've basically seen the whole thing. Yeah. yeah there, was, the there was like one race with um, uh, Anna Mears and, and um, Pendleton and and it was a heat and Mears won. And, you know, that's the only thing that's happened in the track, so. <laughs> Anna Mears. Oh, oh, Anna Mears. She won the sprint and... So in the first race, it went. It was re- it was very very close, but she was relegated because Pendleton came out of the sprint line twice, and there's a bit of polemica. And it's interesting as well because if you only listen to the commentators, who are of course you know the BBC commentators commentating to England, uh, to Britain, they're just they're just you know ranting on about oh it's dreadful oh it's awful oh. and I was just imagining Australia at the same time you know what the Australian commentators were doing about Pendleton coming out of the sprint lane it's a fucking disgrace <laughs> <laughs> no 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 in in Australia I'm pretty sure the commentary would have been and um mad rustling of paper while they try to find the sheet with the writer's name on it um Anna um <laughs> Pendleton for Australia oh fuck we're under the horse racing. <laughs> Pretty sure that's how the Australian commentary would have gone. No, no. Oh, oh my God, Anna Mears, Anna Mears. So she won. She won the first. The first one was she, uh, Pendleton was relegated, and yeah, I kind of I think I agree with the decision. But you know, it's I'm, I'm in a slight minority in Britain. <laughs> But yes, and but then she won the second, and oh, and she was weeping on the podium, and this follows like the most amazing set of really emotional podium podium weepery, and yeah, and it was just lovely, and and you have to watch the elimination race sometime, right? The elimination race, okay? It's really simple. It's the only race that you can, even including road cycling, it's the only race that you can describe on Twitter in one tweet and make it sound fucking excellent. Yeah. Okay, give me the give me the give me the tweet version. Okay, it's sprints every two laps, last one across the line, it has to drop out until there's only one left. Mm. Mm. It's really exciting. It's like, um, it's, just, it's just very uh, very fast and furious and tactical. And, and um, Laura, Trott is the, Laura Trott won the Omnium. She's the, she's the little Brit. She's only 20 years old. And, really? Um, oh, yes. my God. Wow, okay. <laughs> Sarcastic. No, I wasn't. I was actually surprised because, you know, she was one of the people I saw on the highlights package last night. So, Yeah, only 20 years old, um, riding in plaits, which is always cool. Um, <laughs> it is. I do it all the time. <laughs> do you have plaits in Australia or do I have to say braids? No, no. Well, we have both. It's player's choice. 
Okie dokie. Um, yes, so, uh, yes, Nora Trot riding the Omni. Oh, she rides, she's fucking terrifying to watch because there's two, there's a couple of wet tactics in the Omni. And basically, if you get boxed in, you're a bit fucked, yeah? Because uh, you have some rider riding at the back, and when they come to the bell lap and they're coming to the lap, she sprints around the top. Yeah, and misses being misses being eliminated. Yep. So very exciting. And if you're boxed in at the bottom, you're basically can be fucked because there's no way you can go. You can't go in front because there's like three big riders in front of you. So yeah, so, Trot has this this habit of riding from the once it gets past a certain point, she likes riding from the back. So every time it's like this massive sprint, and you go, oh my god, she's gonna be out, she's gonna be out, and she makes it. Oh my god, she's gonna be out, she's gonna be out, and she makes it again. And it's like it's really, it's like you just die a hundred deaths over completely, um, you know, completely anxious. You know, it's it's just it's just fantastic, really, really, really exciting racing. But she was and, just um, she was just toying with the markets on Betfair, I'm sure. <laughs> I think she was toying with my heart rate. It's like it's just it's just she's really good fun to watch, but I well I don't know if it's fun or terrifying, but you feel like exhilarated. You feel like you've I don't know, like you've like you've got caught in a mountain storm and found your way home or something. You know, she's really, really, really fun to watch. And then when it came down to it in the Omnium, so the Omnium it's six events and uh Sarah Hammer was leading at the after the fifth event with like one point. Uh-huh. Um so so they had the they had like one one event left, which was a five hundred meter time tra- you know five hundred meter individual time trial. So you know Laura has to finish two places or more above Sarah Hammer. Oh, it was so oh it was brilliant. And uh, Laura won. Uh, Nitty Edmondson came th- came third. So you got a bronze. Cool. You know you you can win some medals. Oh, we can win a lot of medals. Yeah, there's nothing to be ashamed of. We got a stack of medals. Oh, but yeah, so yeah, so it's been great. It's been fantastic. Uh, Vicky Pendleton won the Kieran, and um, Britain won the Team Pursuits. And oh man, it's just beautiful. So yes, beautiful, beautiful racing. Oh, the Olympics. I mean, I'm just, I just love it. It's really, really nice. And there's so much left to go. You know, we've got the BMX tomorrow. I have no idea what you do in BMX. I think you have to just go very fast and not fall off. And there's an Aussie called Caroline Buchanan who's yes. really fast. Yes, and there's, she is. And there's, a, and there's a Brit called Shanae's Reed who's spectacular. Shanae's is one of those riders who will never ever ride for second. Um, in Beijing, she basically. Uh, crashed out because she was riding so fucking hard and yeah she's amazing and then after the bmx we've got the cross-country mountain biking which you know special uh i'll watch that and then after that we've got the paralympics and it all starts all over again and uh and at the same time there's road racing there's shed loads of road racing the women are in the in france riding the route, route de france and yeah that's a weird race um it's a strange race. It's uh, it starts off completely flat. Monty wrote a race preview about it on Podium Cafe, and it's like he's like basically yeah the first stages dull 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 flat 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 yeah yeah but then stages seven eight and nine just start going uphill <laughs> <laughs> and they're crazy. It's like what kind of a race does that to you? You know, stage one to six for example are very flat, but um. So stage seven uh, finishes on, I can't say it, <laughs> the plank of the beautiful maidens. Can you say that? <laughs> La planche de belle fille. 
Oh, uh, the Belfie. Oh. <laughs> oh, do that, do, do that forlorn sigh again. No. <laughs> oh. So yeah, so um, stage seven finishes atop La Planche de Belfie. <laughs> Which is the same place as stage seven of the Tour de France, um, where apparently, according to Monty, Bradley Wiggins claims his first Maillot Jean. Um, so that's like a nice uphill finish, fun times. And then stage, <laughs> stage eight. Uh, this is a Monty thing. Monty says stage eight rather bizarrely puts not the, doesn't put the Queen of the Mountains points at the top of the highest climb of the day, but puts the feed zone at the top of the highest climb of the day. That's, that's <laughs> you points. But it goes up and down, up and down, up and down. And then stage nine starts out lumpy, 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 descendy, descendy, climb, descend, climb, descend, and slight uphill finish. So um, Amanda Miller's currently leading the GC. Um, oh, it's so good to see Amanda Miller back on top. She uh, rode for HTC High Road last year, and she's gone to Tipco this year, so she's been riding the USA Domestic Circuit. And I... I don't know, it's hard to kind of tell how she's going, because I think she's been riding for Megan Garnier. Um, but, uh, yeah, Amanda, Amanda Miller, she's in the lead. Please win the whole race, Amanda. Um, please come back to Europe and ride in Europe again, because she's such a cool rider and really lovely person, really lovely human being as well. So, yes, uh, yes, uh, the Route de France. Not that, not that we have strong feelings about it at all. <laughs> you know me, I'm kind of like a bit of a, you know, it's all fine everything's okay oh my god that was so amazing i love you all <laughs> just a little bit like that yeah a little bit like that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, i just you know it's just boring me basically mm, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so uh yeah the route to france that's exciting that is exciting actually and then oh my god and this weekend is the european championships now you have the oceania champs down there yeah and that's basically where Australia just goes to stomp all over everyone um, unless Linda Willemsen wins some stuff, yeah? But in Europe, the, the European Championships are only for under 23-year-olds and for juniors. And so that's quite exciting, actually. Um, it's a really good place to talent spot because, uh, so for example, Olga Zabdelinskaya, before she won her two bronzes years and years and years ago, was an under-23 ITT champion. Uh-huh. So yeah, um, it's it's worth looking out for. And then, 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 the weekend after that is, oh, it's the Open to Swed. I can't even, I'm not even going to pretend I can say this. It's Vogorda. Uh, it's the, 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 the next round of the World Cup. Yep. In Sweden, in mm. lovely Sweden. So, yes, it'll be, um, that's always a cool race. It's a circuit race with a big climb in it, but it tends to be run by sprinters or escape artists. So, yeah. It's, it doesn't stop. It never stops, Dan. It, well, just as well, because, you know, we like it, so, you know. Yeah, mm. we do indeed like it. And it never stops. <laughs> so what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Um, well, you know, apart from all of that, I've been working on a bit of a new crazy idea. Oh, I love your crazy ideas. Go on. All right, well... Okay. I've been thinking... Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not ready. Okay. Deep breath. <sighs> Push my hair back out of my face. Sit up straight. 
I'm now ready. Okay, you're braced, you're ready in the, mm-hmm. in the safety position. Excellent. All right, <laughs> my crazy idea. I have been thinking about uh, my dear close personal friend, Jonathan Vorters, um, yep. who, in the interests of openness and honesty, I should add this disclaimer, I've never met, don't know, and am not a close dear personal friend of at all. Um, Does he know you exist? Sorry? Does he know you exist? I think he did actually reply to some smart-ass comment I made on Twitter once last year, but um, I personally don't count that as proof of existence, so no. Yes. Mm, yeah, pretty yeah, sure. I, so your close personal friend who you've never met and who doesn't actually know you exist, Jonathan mm. Vorses. Yep, and who I'm not actually close personal friends with. Um, anyway, yeah. I was thinking about you know yeah. how his whole thing in the... the um, debacle that was oops we dropped our women's team and we can't seem to find them can everyone help us look for our keys kind of yeah, experience yeah. where um, do i leave, leave that team full of superstars yes and you know what with um with emma with with lizzie armistead winning a silver olympic medal <laughs> you kind shit. of think yeah shit really wish i'd found those keys oops anyway yeah. Um, one of the things that, that he said in relation to the whole thing was that the the big cost was not so much rider salaries, but actually transport, uh, yeah. you know, moving riders around and uh, getting them to races and support and so on and so forth. Now, we can't do everything about this, but I want to suggest a, a two-year plan this week. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So... This plan will work equally well in Europe and the US. So we're going to be mm-hmm. implementing it in both uh, because that's where racing is is growing and big and strong and has a fan base and so on and so forth. Um, and it, it's going to be brilliant. So stage one is going to solve the transport problem and then stage two is going to extend beyond and then by then it'll have proven itself and it will just naturally flow out and take over the world. Uh-huh. Every Champions League team in order to participate in the Champions League, is now required to provide free transport to professional women bike racers and their bikes. What do you mean by Champions League? Do you mean football? Yeah. Those bastards are flying around everywhere in private jets and shit to get to games all the time. You can't tell me they don't have a spare seat and room for a bike. Yeah, um, you do have... You you do know there's a slight problem with this. What? They're all convicted criminals. They don't... Well, they don't have this in the USA. Yes, they do. They have the NBA and the MLB, which Uh, do exactly the same thing. Ah, I understand. I think, yes, yes, I think you've got it. Although I'm not sure that um, exposing our lovely, 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 lovely female cyclists to the horror that is um, uh, uh, British football players is actually a good idea. Although it could civilise them something. I was going to say, are you kidding me? I I thought about that and then I was like, seriously, come on. A bunch of guys that are around tough, accomplished, smart women, they're going to shut up. They're not going to know what to do. Oh, well... (laughs) They're going to sit quietly at the front of the bus and draw pictures of boobs and giggle to each other and that's all that's going to (laughs) happen. Sir, I think you've done it again. It's it's really quite simple. And the the cool thing about it is not so much that short-term effect. I mean, that solves one problem, and that's great, and it's a good enough reason to do it to start with. But as it happens, what's going to happen is, you know, there, there will be conversations. And like, oh, so you for a bike race, where are you racing? Oh, okay. And what are you doing? And then all of a sudden you'll find that these, these football stars 
will mm-hmm. become cycling fans. And then yep. their fans will become cycling fans. <laughs> and then then these footballers will become cyclists. And then oh. cycling will replace football and the world will be better. Yeah. Or, you know, the whole thing will fall over before then. But either way, we'll we'll find out. Well, I think you're right. I think you're right. You are you are as always right. Mm. So Champions League qualifications now include flying women cyclists around for free and their bikes and you know Brilliant. their kit and whatever other stuff they they need to take with them. Um, you know, <laughs> it's be awkward to turn up with yourself, your bike, and no kit. I mean, I'm sure we yeah. can find a workaround, but that would be awkward. Excellent. So, well, I think that sounds brilliant. So, yes, so we move from the Olympics to the Paralympics to the European Championships to the World Cup to the other World Cup to the Holland Ladies Tour to the World Champ to the Worlds. Oh, I I, I don't know when I'm going to draw breath. I think I'm just going to be walking around in a daze for the next, I don't know, month, month and a half. Mm. It's fabulous. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, um, I think... I think in that case, we all need to take a deep breath and perhaps you need to catch up on some sleep, dear. Don't go sit on the couch and watch more sport. I don't know what you mean, but yes. (laughs) 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 And we'll talk more next week. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Take care. Bye. Bye.